0: hello, welcome everyone. Good to see you all. What a pleasure to be a fresh new day, a new start for everyone. I hope everybody's feeling so good. And, you know, we're coming to enjoy the summer the best we can, wherever you are in the world. So welcome again to one of my special shows with another special guest. And this time it's a couple who are on with us today. And that's going to make it more entertaining and exciting because we're going to get two views from a husband and a wife with their traveling experience and their wonderful family. Now, I wanted to say to you that uh, before we start, if you are interested in being a guest with us, there's an opportunity for you to email me at info at yourgoodlife.co.uk. That's info at yourgoodlife.co.uk. Now, you may have a story, you may have a dream, you may have a vision, whatever it may be. We're always looking out for wonderful guests like we have on today, who are going to share their wonderful experience with our guests on this show. So I'm so excited to have you all joining us with Yes You Can, and uh, today we do have a wonderful couple, and I want to let you know, do have your pen and paper ready, because they're going to give us so much information for those who are jolly, jolly looking forward to traveling other parts of the world. And guess what, the world is so big, we haven't seen anything yet, but we are going to enjoy it the much we can. So at this moment in time, I'm going to say hand over and welcome to our guests. Thank you, Trevor. Thanks
1: thanks for having us.
0: (laughs) Wonderful to see you, wonderful to see you. And I have to say, you both look so well. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So ladies and gentlemen, we have um, John and Karen Yates who are pilgrims, I call them. (laughs) On a a tour and a travel. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, they're gonna share their interesting story on something that most people probably agree with. They have that big dream to travel and go across the world. Well, guess what? Today, they're gonna be definitely sharing that with us. So, John and Karen, welcome to the show. And uh, it's so good to have you. I'm so excited to hear your story. So, for the, for the sake of the listeners, just tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from.
2: Yeah, hi Trevor, good to be here. Thanks for having us on and just excited to share our story with you and, and everyone else listening. So, um, we are from the U.S., United States, and <clears throat> just living the normal American life, you know, having having the house and the kids and the cars and just going through the routine of going to work and commuting back and forth and And that's kind of where we started. And, um, you know, the rest of the story is where we ended up, you know, traveling the world right before the pandemic. (laughs) Right, right. And so, you know, what, what happened was, was we went on a couple vacations during the year and, you know, Karen was working. I was not working at the time. I was doing some entrepreneur trying to find something to make happen. We had just moved. So I was looking for new work. And when, she, when we came back from vacation and she had to go to work, everybody understands that feeling where you're like, oh, boy, here comes Monday. You know, <laughs> after a vacation, it's not easy. And that's kind of where it all started was, why are we going through this, you know, struggle to get this one moment a year, two moments a year of connection with our family, connection with each other, you know, when you're on vacation? Why can't we have that more often? We were missing that piece and, you know, we were struggling in our marriage. And so on, on top of that, you know, just, it just kind of added to our, our switch of how can we change this?
1: Well, and it was really a, a frustration with life really, like, is this all it's supposed to be? And realizing that when we were on vacation, we had that time to connect with each other, that time to connect with our children And you come back to the real world and and you don't have that. And so we did a lot of conversation with each other and saying, you know, how can we change this up? And we really had this crazy idea (laughs) to just go quit the normal life and go and travel the world.
2: Um,
1: (laughs) It was a dream dream that we'd had, but we'd always in our mind said, we're gonna do this when we retire. And we just had this crazy idea, like why not do it now? Because we realized when we start talking about this, we're like, okay, well, one, we have to hope that we have the finances in order when we retire to actually be able to do that. Two, we have to hope that we're in good health. And now we had a third, we have to hope that there's not a global pandemic going on so that Mm -hmm. you can't travel. Yes. (laughs) And so we had the health. We didn't have the finances at the time. in fact, we were sitting at about zero in our account. Mm. And it really came down to um, a lot of things happening, but between the two of us, we'd lost our jobs four times over the course of 20 years, both in in what what people would consider a stable job. I worked as a chemist, John was a teacher and we got let go through budget cuts and closing of sites. And every time we had to move across to different states And every time, you know, you lose money doing that when you, most people think, oh, you're going to make money on real estate. Well, we're living proof that it doesn't always happen. Um, And so, you know, we'd we'd taken hits every time we moved. And then the biggest, really, thing that took us down to zero was we'd done a real estate flip, you know, purchased a distressed property, uh, rehabbed it with the intent of making a lot of money, and instead it turned out costing us a lot of money.
2: Mm. Yeah, and a lot. Yeah, let me jump in. A lot of people have that story of trying to do a real estate flip, and so it's it's we were struggling with all of our previous decisions looking back because we have we have tons of real estate investing experience. So it wasn't a newbie trying to go out and do a rehab and, and do a flip. It was we were very experienced, um, and it just didn't happen. It was supposed to be a home run, and it took us. It wiped us out. And so, right. Now, here's the interesting thing is
0: people have dreams and it's always in the mind. It goes on five years, six years, ten years, fifteen years. When did you realize you have to
2: make that move after so long? And how long would this dream for travel? Well, that's kind of the thing. We always, I think, like everybody, you know, a lot of people have that goal of when I retire, we'll travel, we'll go around. And you know, be living in the states. We would travel around the States and take a vacation here and there to Europe. And that was kind of the idea, that was the plan of when we retired. And because of our strained relationship at the time, and because of the financial stress added on to that, mm-hmm. we just kinda of came to a point in our relationship where we had to make some heart-to-heart decisions. And we just it just kind of you either you know, there's two ways to do it. You can run and hide, or you can, you know, confront it. And we kind of confronted it and said, We either get through this or we're not. And so we started talking, <laughs> doing right. self-therapy, you yes. know, and op- opening up that communication and, and really talking to each other. And it became, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks of talking. But here we are. And and so it through that process is what we learned of creating making that goal um become now and it really happened quickly right it all all came through this communication that we developed
0: right now interesting thing is i speak to a lot of couples and one has a dream to travel one doesn't have a dream to travel they seem to compromise as a couple and i'm like wow when they're going to get this opportunity to go on this dream did you uh, at one stage as couples come to that dead end and say, you know what, I don't think we're gonna do it because of our bank account or you have a desire to travel and now I, I don't. Was there any compromising between you both of you at that time before you made the decision to travel? Th- we,
1: both, we both really wanted to. Um, I was definitely more hesitant. Um,
0: I think <laughs> that,
2: yeah, I'm gonna jump in here because I think the compromise came over the previous 20 years of our marriage. Okay, there. It wasn't nothing was really happening. We had these, the goal of whatever that life goal is, you know, taking vacations and, and traveling in retirement. Right. But our, the current goal, or during our marriage, was to be connected and be uh, close as a family. Uh, and we didn't realize that until after these long discussions. Right. And so we had, we had different paths that we were trying to make that happen. She mm-hmm. had her path of trying to make that happen and I had mine. Right. Um, and so my, you know, one, the exact story that I share is that, you know, I grew up as a child having a boating lifestyle. So we, the family would go on the boat on the weekends to the lake. And that's what I wanted as an adult. So I wanted a boat as an adult to create those memories, to create that bonding of family and to have these lifelong memories as a family together right and so for her
1: i didn't it was, grow up that way <laughs> it
2: <was much> different. <laughs> so that compromise came all yeah. through the wild never having these right. things line up correctly right and, now and that's, inter- that's yeah, interesting
0: because people in here may be couples and people have long discussions about traveling but they always don't seem to, be able to make that move now karen I'm married for a long time as well. I know what it's like when it comes to moving. I've been married now for 27 years. And making the decision, as a woman and a mother, you're always thinking about something else different that a man wouldn't be thinking about, security. How we are going to make our money and accept Where The man's saying, come on, let's go. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. (laughs) So in that scenario, did you ever come across those challenges mentally and discuss and let your husband know it's not going to work because of this, or what about the children's education? Because it's a different perspective here; the narratives are different. So, tell us a bit about that experience.
1: Oh, you hit the nail on the head there, <laughs> 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 just straight on there. I mean, definitely, I I was the one at the time with a stable job, and my job as a chemist was something that could not be done remotely. So, how are we going to have an? How are we going to create an income? How are we going to sustain this? You know, that job was stability. Yeah. And so that was first and foremost on both of our minds like it wasn't that John didn't have this concern he totally did. Um, but definitely as we progressed along with these conversations more and more things came up and so one of the things that came up for me is we have two children and you know as you're raising children in a in an environment you know in one country you assume that okay well when they get married they'll probably marry somebody within this country and you know They might live in the same state. They might live in a different state. It it won't be, you know, anything crazy. But when you start thinking about we're going to be traveling around the world with these two children, Mm -hmm. the reality kind of hits that, wow, you know, they could very conceivably marry someone from a different country. Each of them could marry someone from different continents, and they could literally be living on (laughs) different continents in their adult lives. And how do we feel about that? Like we had this heart to heart discussion. How do we feel about that? Because it is like, you know, (laughs) you go through life on this path, this narrow path that you think, okay, this is what we're following and this is what our children are going to follow. And then all of a sudden you make this hard left turn and (laughs) it throws basically everything up in the air. And so definitely we had these concerns. We had these discussions and said, okay, well, what if, You know, and we play the what if game a lot. And to answer those questions and to take those fears and really answer them and say, you know what, what if they married people on different continents? You know, what if one lives in Europe and one lives in Asia? Right. Okay,
0: Right. what
1: does that mean? It means we get to travel and see our our children, see our grandkids. Is that a horrible thing?
0: No. Right, right. The reason why I ask that is because there are many challenges making this step. And they could be higher. It's coming out of your zone into another zone, into another country. But going back to family, then you have your children. How did you both look at that in terms of long term for your children that you decided to give up your job and travel? How did you make the children understand what your opportunity you have and you're going to make that move? How did they blend in?
1: So our kids are five and a half years apart. So when we were planning this, our daughter was six and our son was 12. And right. so very different experiences, right? Different levels. And really we presented it to them as an opportunity. Mm. And we were we were a little more concerned about our six-year-old at the time. Uh, we shouldn't have been, she embraced it <laughs> with like arms wide open. She was like, let's go now. Yeah. <laughs> but we really just presented it as an opportunity. They had both, um, they're both advanced in school. And so we'd had concerns with, you know, them not being challenged in school. And we're like, you know what, if we homeschool, we can challenge them as much as each of them are able to to take, and we can push them a lot further than we're able to in the public school system. And nothing against public school systems. John was a teacher, my mom was a teacher. Public school systems are, Wonderful, they're there, but right. they don't cater to every child. And so we had had concerns, and we're like, "Man, this is an amazing opportunity for us to be able to to do this with our kids." And both of them have just really embraced that as a as an opportunity. And it's phenomenal to really see them experience the different cultures and mm-hmm. take that in and process it and say, "Oh, this is different. Why mm-hmm. is this different?" And it's it's led to some really powerful conversations with both of them.
0: Right, right. I can imagine the experience of all this, leaving your job, having your children and leaving. And you knew you were going now, I can imagine the clouds just lift off off your shoulders. You were like, all right, We both agree what's going on here and moving forward. So again, is it your first time you've stepped out of the country of U.S. to go anywhere else? Or have you always been a family that traveled to different countries? Because experiences can be quite um, a shock for some people, yeah. never left, especially the United States. So I went to the States and I, I knew I was in America because I was like, okay, it's a bubble here. So how do I get out of this bubble? I would look in all, I couldn't see anything else, but when I came out, I realized what people are caught up in. So coming out of the United States, were there any scenarios you felt? Mm, is this the right choice i'm making here now
2: <laughs> right so oh, both of you yeah, yeah both of our families have never traveled outside of the states oh okay. um, yeah We've we, all of our families have Where always been in the u.s we've gone on little vacations to mexico for just a, a vacation tourist trip um, but before that and during that we never imagined traveling the world you know as a family um, mm-hmm. and so that came about because of you know that strain um, and just you know everybody has gone through a struggle in their marriage and that's kind of where we were at enough to say okay we're going to fix this or we're not and the you know out of those conversations came how do we get to what we really both want it didn't mm-hmm. come oh well, let's go do something different it came out of what do we both really truly want and it was the closeness the bonding the time spent together and how do we make that happen that was the end result it wasn't oh let's go travel the world yeah it was how do we create this scenario and right. and so we looked at that and we told you you know we were open about our finances so we were pretty much right here and so how do you make that happen how mm. do you go travel the world with no money and to leave a job um, so that took some, some work. Lot of work. Lot of work. Yeah, a lot of work. And so, but Trevor, it's it becomes easier once you have that conversation to get your goals aligned with each other. And so, with my boating lifestyle, we both had the same goal of being close, family bonding, time together, but we were just going different paths on how to get there. And so once we figured out how to get that time together and we realized that's both what we both wanted, then everything became easy. Like all the decisions became much clearer. Like it didn't matter which way I wanted to go. It was, okay, let's figure out how to get to this point of spending time together. Right. And so to leave a job, okay, well, we have to figure out an income. Let's figure out that income. And an opportunity came up and I jumped on it. And learn how to make money online. And that's how we covered that base, you know, and we talked right. a little bit about homeschooling. We covered that. Right. Now, what's what's next? Get on a plane. <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
1: But to, to answer your question, Trevor, have we ever had this like oh crap moment? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Yes. Um, really not. Like we've been in some situations where, you know, you wanna sometimes you're like, oh my gosh do I cry? (laughs) But really, we just get together and we laugh because laughter is so much better than crying. And so, you know, we've been in situations where it's like, okay, this is not ideal. You know, we're in a small space. We don't have, you know, our own personal space. Sometimes we have to share things that, you know, spaces that we're not used to sharing. And it's like, you just, you just kind of do it because you realize that this is this is our life now and this is what we're choosing and the positives you know the, the experiences that we get the bonds that we form with other people are so much more valuable than you know having the house with all of the kitchen appliances yeah. that we used to have
0: right now ladies and gentlemen this is a powerful story by the Yik family they are talking about their experience in traveling the world and they look so young would you believe <laughs> the fresh food, the environment, and the traveling. Well, they're here to tell you the secret. And I don't believe it's gonna get more secret than what you're hearing right now because they're going to deliver us early on after this break. So we're gonna have a quick commercial break and we'll be coming straight back with our wonderful guest to continue with their wonderful story.
2: Lena B. Rogers, founder and owner of the Excellent Breakfast Company, where parents are empowered to take back their child's health with nutritional literacy and being mindful about what they put in their kids' bodies. As a mom of two thriving boys, Ina knows the struggle parents face with getting healthful meals on the table every day and decided to do something about it. In addition to being a nutrition detective and food as medicine mentor, she shares her food wisdom through free weekly training, virtual cooking classes and demos, and one-on-one virtual consultations. Join us on Monday, 2nd August, 7.30 p.m.
0: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's on Monday with our wonderful guest to talk about nutrition. Now, you have some kids who can't sit down and eat healthy. You're trying to get them to eat lettuce, salad, and they're fighting over the plate. Well, guess what? Leona Rogers will be actually showing us on Monday how she has helped Mm -hmm. her two-year-old to start eating healthy. Now... John and Karen, this is so interesting because I'm a traveller like yourself. I love to travel. and Once you start travelling, you just can't stop. And it goes on. There's so much to see in the world. And it takes the narrative away of what you hear in your own country compared to travelling. So now that you've made the opportunity, I think number one thing stands on most people's agenda is finance. That's that's the biggest thing that most people will argue over how we're gonna survive and how we're gonna make money. But you just said you left with zero. So take us a little bit more down the road of uh, the financial side of it. How was it that you was able to do on a zero and still be where you are today?
2: Right, right. It is It is the biggest question that we get all the time. Like how do you, what's happened? How? Do, that doesn't sound right, it doesn't work. The numbers don't work out to go mm-hmm. travel the world and have zero in your bank account. <clears throat> And so when we came across this decision, you know, at that point where we were struggling uh, financially and in a relationship and we had those week-long conversations, um, and then I went and learned how to make money online, that kind of gave us the ticket. It gave us the stability the, to be able to be out on the, in the world and continue to make an income. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that was, that was the biggest piece of it. Right. So
1: when we first made, you know, when we first had this idea, we had about zero in our, in our bank account. And about three months later, it took us about three months to come to the ultimate decision that, yes, we are going to commit to doing this. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: in that time, we saved up about one month of expenses. You know, we weren't, we weren't destitute. Um, I had a good job, decent income for sure, Mm -hmm. but we hadn't really applied everything that we knew. And so we set a date um, it was eight months later that we set that date for that. So said we are going to leave in eight months. And we ended up moving our date back. <laughs> so last right. time we actually ended up leaving in seven months. And in that seven months, we just really got on the same page with our finances and made financial decisions that supported our goal. Right. And we did this through lots of communication, lots of talking about finances, about these decisions and so we basically weighed every financial decision and said you know does it make more sense to do x or z here in this situation what's going to be better benefit to both of us and to our goal of actually leaving and traveling Mm. and so in that seven months we saved up one year's of expenses and in the meantime, John had, you know, done his mentorship, and you know, we're learning how to make money online. And so we're like, okay, we have one years of expenses saved up. That's kind of our cushion, our, right. you know, <laughs> our fallback. And we also know how to make money now, so that we can leave my nine to five, or let's face it, really seven to five job, and right. and go and do this. And so we didn't leave with zero. Um, there's no way that I could have done that. <laughs> John wouldn't have done it either as much as we wanted to, oh, you, know. No. <laughs> you know, and maybe as a couple without children, you know, we could have considered the backpacking lifestyle, you know, just go, you know, bum around Europe and, you know, wash dishes to, to earn your dinner. <laughs> kind of thing. But with two children, right. it wasn't going to happen.
0: Right. Right. Now, interesting thing is, um, you left a very important, um, Corporate world, I would say, real estate and et cetera. Do they come useful to you now where you are as a skill, as a set skill to actually create income? Or is it something else you're looking at online different from what you're doing now?
2: So we have transitioned. So my real estate, our real estate world was never corporate. It was all just buying real estate investments um, and making, you know, a side income and kind of adding on to your retirement goal. With those real estate pieces and you know unfortunately none of them worked out and so it was one of those pieces along the way that yeah. were like man everybody says do real estate and we did it we did it all out and it didn't work out <laughs> right so and so it was just frustrating and so those skills those experiences obviously play a role in what we do now um but my i think you know the biggest skill that I bring to the table is early on I was a financial advisor and I also traded on Wall Street for five years uh, for a small company and so those financial skills are are there on top of our you know bumpy ride of experiences mm-hmm. over the last 20 years how to manage that how to how to get through that and the biggest breakthrough was this step that we took to get today not yes. at retirement but how to get it today and so that's kind of what we you know looking back even after that seven month push to get to the deadline our own deadline looking back we've kind of taken all of that information right that we didn't realize we were actually doing at the time it just kind of step by step by step happened right and now we can look back at that time frame and go oh wow this is what we have this is what we did, this is what took place, this is why we were able to take that next step. Um, Right,
0: so when you decided to move, uh, you moved on, you gave up your job, your children came, you got your savings, you went ahead into the world. Did you already have any idea which country you're gonna go to at that time?
1: Yeah, so that was an easy one. John had been doing some research and he found a, a family summit for families that travel. And that's actually what had us setting our date. Um, had we not found, had he not found this summit, that um, set our date, we probably would not have set such an aggressive goal. Right. But he found this summit, and it was going to be in Bali, and we were like, well, "Bali? He doesn't want to go to Bali." <laughs> right. <laughs> right? And so we set that as our destination because, and it ended up being the most amazing experience for us. You know, we were brand newcomers, you know, had just left the States and it was the most incredible experience for us to interact with, you know, 40, 50 other families that did this, that were doing this, you know, that had done the homeschooling or world schooling as they call it, you know, had traveled and had all of this information and, an understanding. It was like finding our tribe. Mm. And so that set our first destination and it was literally the best experience that we could have started with just finding that tribe and many of those people we still communicate with regularly now because it's a you know as you said as you said trevor once you start to travel you you change yeah right your mindset changes your way of looking at things changes and so these people our tribe as we call them really understand that mentality and so it was so important for us that we actually formed these relationships, met these people, and we still have them today. So to answer that briefly, yeah, we started in Bali and we spent six weeks there. Right. And after that, we had planned, we said, okay, we're gonna to go to Thailand. John had actually been there uh, for mm-hmm. his mentorship, actually. That's right. Where was,
2: that's where I was learning to make money online. Is oh, there was a okay. in Thailand.
0: Right. So I had
2: gone to Thailand. I had seen the, um, the lanterns go up mm-hmm. on the... They call it Loicratong, and I'm not sure. It's a, I'm not sure it's what it is. It's a Thai festival. Yeah, it's a Thai festival, Lunar New Year type of thing. Right, And, right. and so when I was there, it was just such an amazing experience, because like I said, it was the first time I had been out of the States, not on vacation, to a little mm. place in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And so it was just, just an incredible experience. And, you know, while I was there watching thousands of lanterns go up into the sky, I'm like, this is absolutely <laughs> incredible and at some point someday I'm bringing my family back here you know and okay. I'm thinking I'm thinking 20 30 years from now we have to get back here to see this wow. this is my lifelong dream now <laughs> right it
1: happened, it happened the following year we went oh. back and experienced it as a family and it is still to this day one of the most amazing experiences to
0: right. uh,
1: I, right. I get chills. I get tears in my eyes thinking about it because it was so incredible. This festival, just the peacefulness, the the celebratory, the
0: yeah,
1: the togetherness of it all was just so incredible. And I am so so grateful that John right. had that vision to take us <laughs> right. there. Um, and yeah, it was the most right. amazing experience.
0: I think that's the beauty of traveling. Those experiences that they're, they're with you forever. It's something you can't just throw away. It it stays with you for life. And then you look at the long term for your children who can get to understand what the world is really all about, not what we were told, but what we experience, which you are doing right now. Now, I want to go into a bit something very interesting because uh, I've been to the States and I did some questionnaires. People got the wrong perspective of which country I came from. And I'm like, (laughs) wow. what is happening here? I'm like, really? Is that where you think I'm coming from? And they're like, yeah. But that was a challenge for me because of what they saw and what they understand on the 65, 70 channels.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, transformation for you from U.S. never been out of the country before. Tell us a culture expectations for both of you when you start to travel. What the difference did you see in terms of narrative for you as US, well I say US, going to another country?
2: Well, oh, that's a That's, a <laughs> that's deep. So, yeah, that is deep. <laughs> that is right. deep. So for me, um, it's interesting my experience growing up in the States. So I've always been very open to other people and other cultures. And so it never has bothered me. Um, to be, you know, in downtown Detroit, or to be in, you know, Mexico or wherever, you know, it just doesn't matter where I'm at. I always feel comfortable with whoever I'm around. And there's a caveat there because I am from the states, and so there is always this behind the scenes caution of, yeah, you know, something different. Yeah. So, but going out into the world is, it's very eye opening. Um, And if you're if you are ready for that, if you're open to that, then you just see it differently. And so it is a mindset. I don't Mm. think you have to change or anything. It's a it's a matter of what you are ready to experience, you know. And so when we went to um, we went to Bali and then Thailand and after Thailand, we went to Vietnam. Mm. And so Vietnam was never on my list Forever, either of ours. I never wanted to enter Vietnam, and mm. we spent the last eighteen months there because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Thank to COVID. Was,
2: Thank you to yeah, COVID. <laughs> right, right.
1: And it was absolutely the most incredible experience for the entire family. Um, so I hadn't wanted to go to Vietnam either. My dad had actually fought in the war there, and both of us, you know, from our education. You know we knew about the vietnam war from the american standpoint and we were like man the americans invaded vietnam they dropped all these bombs they killed all these people the vietnamese yes. must hate americans right we're this was our, you our know, thinking wiping yes.
2: out their entire jungles wiping out you know ca- carpeting yeah. the floor with bombs after bombs and yeah bombs. why would yeah. they ever want an american to enter their country and here we <laughs> go Vietnam, <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, are we doing? This? Is this right? Are we? Yeah. This is one of those moments, Trevorly. Right. Yeah. We were we were
1: really nervous, and we had the kids watch a documentary about the war so that they kind of had some understanding. And and we debated. We're like, man, should we say that we're from Canada? Because nobody hates Canadians. <laughs> we debated about it, but we went there and we said, no, we're going to be who we are. And the reality, it was so eye-opening for us. The Vietnamese people welcomed us with open arms. They love Americans. And we got to be very good friends with some of them. And we asked them, why don't you hate Americans? (laughs) You know, like look at the history here.
2: What is wrong, what is not?
1: I mean, We talked to people who were in the war, right? And one who fought on the North side, so against the Americans, right? Right. And he, it, he
2: invited so us into his home, he invited us to sit down, and have, have dinner, have yeah, tea,
1: all of this. And his comment, like it was the same for everyone that we asked, but it just blows me away. He's like, that's in the past and I look yeah. to the future and that was someone else's decisions and I make my own decisions for the future. Right. And it just floored both of us because we were like, man, what right. if this was the culture that everyone had. We're yes. looking forward. Forget about the blame. Forget about what happened. Look forward, and mm. it was so incredible to experience that as Americans and realize that. No, I mean we had people come up, give us hugs on the street. You're American. Oh yeah. Yes.
0: Wait,
1: and it was so overwhelming. Yeah,
0: yeah, I can imagine how you were thinking because you're looking at us, what we were told, what we were heard. You come into the country now and you're like, oh, you see two different, it's like going to two different cinemas. (laughs) Your husband going to one cinema and you're going to another cinema, but it's two different films. (laughs) But eventually you come back to you realize what's going on here because we're not seeing what we're hearing. So
1: that's
0: a challenge. And this is why I like to have you on as traveling because I'm traveling myself and it changed my life traveling and i always say to people the best university you can get is traveling traveling is number one university you can't beat that great now most people on this show probably listening well i have children how would they in cultural wise and etc how would they adapting to
2: the cultural change at their age there's pros and cons you know to be real <clears throat> there's definitely pros and cons to that and so Cultural-wise, you know, I agree that the traveling is a whole—it's uh, a whole nother level of experience. And to do that traveling where you're not on vacation takes it up even another notch. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of where we're at with the children, and mm. they do homeschooling, which is kind of normal now because of the because of COVID. So it's not out of range uh, to be learning online. And so that's what they do now. So so even in the states and everywhere around the world, you know, kids are during the worst of the COVID, you know, they were at home. They didn't have their friends around. They didn't weren't able to go to swim meets or track meets or go, you know, do the group activities that we were all been used to. So it's all been changed. And this is normal now anyways. Uh, So it's difficult for everybody across the globe to have to deal with this change. And it is an additional change. And I think traveling, you know, we're not stuck in, you know, the middle of the U.S. and in Kansas where it's more difficult, I think, to accept those changes. And so as we've been moving around and going through these countries um, and living in Vietnam for over a year. Where you are more adaptable. You have to be. You you don't get to run home and be safe. Yeah. <laughs> you are you are you are in the middle of of this whole nother cinema, as you say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you cannot get out. Yeah. So you you have to adapt and it's it's amazing right. what happens when you do. Right. right. And
1: the kid the kids are very adaptable. I mean they, right. they settle into someplace new and they're like, you know, our big thing is, like, can we get peanut butter? Like, right. that's, like that's, like, a major concern for our family. Are we living somewhere yes. we can get peanut butter? Because that's, that's it's so, so silly, but it's something we're addicted to. So, yeah. you know, can we have that little bit of home, that the jar of peanut butter, to make yeah. us feel like we're home? And then it doesn't matter where we're at. Right,
0: <laughs> right, right. Now, here's the interesting thing is, talking about cultural change, this is really getting hot and interesting, because people are probably have some hesitation about traveling because of those scenarios. They're not too sure. they have never been before. So people tend to hold back. Now, what I want to say is to ask you is the food. Now, is there anything in the States that you're missing right now that's not there? (laughs) Hot dogs and hamburgers?
2: (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. I I, I just want to add something real quick to the previous thing. Is that all of these questions, you know, relating to the kids, all of these questions that you're asking, like how are the kids doing, and what do they miss, and what is, those are all adult questions, right, and the kids are just, just go with what's next, you know, they don't have the concerns, they don't have the what happens if, they are just, here we go, this is what's next, there is no question, there is no fears, there is no hesitation, these are all adult questions, and so as we speak, and uh, you're you know, spot on with a really good question. You know, what are these are adult concerns? Yeah, <laughs> how do we do this? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, right. and it's it, and I think
0: it's it's a challenge you will find unexpected when you're traveling, but it made you become more open and transparent yeah. to Definitely. those opportunities that we've been dreaming. Like the dream we travel is it, right here now. So it's what we do with it. It's what we're going to do with it now. And and I think you're proving that what you're doing it is a very educational for people on the show who are listening. Oh, if Yates can do it, then I'm going to talk to my husband and wife and say, hey, let's go, let's go. We need to go. So it gives gives them that upper feel to say, if they can do it, I can do it. Now, I know I'm a food lover. I love my food. And um, I know there's different Cultural food. Now, going to, I suppose, Asia, you will find you won't find much in the US unless you're in the Asia community in the US. Okay. How has that helped you and your children? Is there been any moment where your child crying, I want my hot dog, I want my hot (laughs) burger, mom, dad? You know, these kind of things. Are those experiences you better come across while you travel around?
2: Just from me, (laughs) (laughs) Trevor. You still have to do it. (laughs) Yes. I need my Western food. It's difficult.
1: He did have a little bit of a hard time in Asia. And to be be really frank, we were all missing Mexican food. We all love Mexican food. And we get to Asia and it's just it's not there and you can't really replicate it. You know, even if you can find the beans and the rice, you know, the tortillas aren't there or the, you know, the chili powder isn't there. And and so we would try to replicate it as best as we could. But we were all like super, super um, ready for Mexican food. And so just less than a month ago, um, Vietnam actually um, denied renewal of our visa. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're going through some changes and are, uh, what it sounds like is they're gonna kick all foreigners out. They're trying to handle the pandemic as best as they can with the resources that they have. And so they made this decision. So we'd been there for 18 months and they said, okay, this is the last time we're going to renew your visa. You need to get on a flight out of here. And so one of our motivating factors actually was Mexican food and tacos. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) so we actually decided to move to Mexico. Uh, Many other components fed into that uh, right. decision, one of which being in the middle of the pandemic without having had the vaccine, your options are fairly limited. Right. Um, but we have definitely, we've been in Mexico now. It's like, ah, uh, yes, we are back to like food that, right. you know, just hits home. Right.
0: <laughs> 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 so does that mean back in the States, what kind of food were you eating? Are you eating more healthier now that you're traveling? Or do you find you're, you're eating the, the way you could eat in the States? In terms of food wild and health
1: yeah we were definitely more on the healthy side to start with um i grew up with a my parents had a huge garden so we ate fruits and vegetables um all the time and we incorporated that into our lives when, when we got married and had our kids so they were definitely used to healthier fare than the standard american diet and we have just really tried to continue that as much as we can um, and actually when we were in was it thailand Thailand or Vietnam, we had the kids watch a documentary about being vegan. And while we're not completely vegan, um, we've definitely incorporated a lot more vegetarian meals into our into our lifestyle. And um, we just kind of roll with it. Whatever we can find, we utilize um, in our cooking. We do a lot of cooking at home still. Right. Um, You know, we'll eat definitely out and experience the the native food. Um, but we also cook at home and so we still do have some of the staples we eat pasta and um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but so we, do, we also incorporate a lot of uh, healthy foods
0: right you probably notice i mean i'm a traveler myself how the food is fresh over in those countries you know right. you don't for example chicken in the uk it because the way they do it it takes long to cook and in the oven you're pulling it out you're pulling it back in you're pulling it out you're putting it back in but over there the cattle chicken, the live it, you cook that, it's almost drop off in your hand, And the yes. food, the cassava and et cetera. I'm just thinking about your children when they taste the kind of food. Right. Does that make them realize, oh, this is what life is all about compared to what they were eating? Are they? Right. there any conversation with you about these things?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's very, it is very different. And you, you are, you know, I like your bubble analogy to the states because it really is a bubble if people are isolated and even you know it's more prevalent it it just really does open your eyes when you're outside of that bubble of what you're missing Mm. um you know and everybody in the states including us think you have it all but it's it's more and more you know if you look at history it's it's become this oh i don't even know how to explain it it's just become more Prevalent of mm. how to be guided, how to be pushed down this path um, from all of the cultural things in the New- United States. And so when you get out and you go to Vietnam and you order a meal, and they get on their scooter to go get the ingredients, yes. you know, and <laughs> that's much different. <laughs>
1: and right. you might
2: wait an hour to get your food, you know, which would take you ten minutes in the states. Right. But it is right.
1: definitely freshly prepared. Right. Right. appropriate you know, the produce is so different. Like we would go in Vietnam, there was a market down the street and, and we'd walk there two, three times a week and we'd get our fresh produce that probably came from the farm that morning. You know, they right. would get up, you know, they'd be up early harvesting at you know 5am and, and it would be there. And, you know, the taste of, you know, a mango fresh from the tree is something that is just, you you can't compare it to anything you can get that's, right. that's been put on a truck and shipped, you know, thousands of miles and then sat in the store, you can't compare it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, I have so much questions. I'm really into this interview because you, you've upset me now because I'm thinking to my wife, we need to start traveling tomorrow.
1: So, <laughs>
0: oh no. People are looking at me thinking, are you crazy? We can't just go like that, you know. But the reality is this that we have to look at the currency in terms of the dollar how right. does the dollar stretch in those countries that you're going to uh, you're at the moment and travel to?
2: Yeah it is a it's a huge advantage you know definitely one advantage that we looked at when we started off too because we wanted to get our income to a level where we were comfortable and moving along so we're not scared to death every month mm-hmm. and so the dollar definitely helps um, yeah. so in we,
1: Asia especially yeah, yeah Asia
2: is you know they are third world countries. And so to experience those, you know, there's, there's, it's, people are afraid of third world countries when you're in the bubble. And yes. when you get there, you're like, oh, it's not so bad.
1: you know we weren't living with with dirt floors or you know a tarp for a ceiling you know we were in very western feeling apartments or houses and and you just realize that you know maybe not all of the services that you're familiar with are there you know maybe the trash pickup is not the same regimented trash pickup that you're used to when you're in your your little bubble world and and you realize that okay you know what this is part of their culture they are developing mm-hmm. still and mm-hmm. how do you deal with that okay well you just have to come at it with a a sense of understanding of where it comes from and you're like okay well this is right. how they are dealing with it at this point in time
0: right right now what's powerful is you as a couple you mentioned from the beginning it was the work and the hours was straining your marriage when you work, when you look at it now What's the biggest memory for you both now you're traveling? Because I can tell you, you look lustrous, you feel happier, you're eating more happier, and you've got so much freedom. How do you look at the both side of those worlds now, where where you were to where you are now? Just for the sake of the listeners, get an idea of people who are couple. They are saying the pressure right now is, is all over the globe, but there is a difference once you travel. Tell us from your perspective before we move on to the next days how would you put that out to the, the listeners to know the difference
1: i never want to go back to that oh. life like never want to go back to that life that you know being away like as you mentioned trevor it's the freedom you know the freedom to to have um one of my favorite things is is our lunch conversations like the kids are being homeschooled and so we don't have this like regimented you know I mean, my daughter said, oh, we used to get 17 minutes to eat or something like that. You know, ridiculous, right? Is this regimented time? Well, you know, if we take an hour or two hours to eat and we have like these phenomenal conversations that just range topics all over the place, whatever they're learning about or whatever we're seeing, Mm -hmm. and it's just incredible. So I'm like, no way do I want to go back to where, you know, we have two hours of time with our kids in the Mm -hmm. evening. Um, Absolutely not. And the same, you know, with spending time with John, you know, while we had two hours with the kids, who, um, we didn't have much more time with each other. And it's like, now it's like, you know what, we need to have a conversation, okay, let's go have a conversation. And we mm-hmm. have that freedom to do that and to to prioritize our relationship.
0: Mm, right. Now, to me, I would class you as a married couple counselors right here now. <laughs> <laughs> People will be coming to you and saying, well, that marriage is okay. I'm coming to you now for counselling, you know. Um, but yeah. It's it's about the healing process of things, isn't it? Not only for yourself, but for your children, mentally, physically and spiritually. you found it, you travelled, you've gone the world, you've seen it. Now you've got two different kind of worlds now. Now you're in the position of where the long-term plan is now. So for the sake of a listen, before we wrap up, um, what's your long-term plan?
2: But well, our long term plan is to continue traveling. You know, we kind of got um, stopped with COVID to do some of the experiences that we were hoping to have over the past year. We had different experiences and enjoyed those as well. But now we're looking forward to getting to move around again. And that's kind of the next step, the long term, as far as, you know, 10, 20 years. When we went to Bali that first time and met families who had been doing it for 10 or 20 years. Mm they were they were kind of our role models as oh it doesn't have to be a short term thing you can you can go you know people bought property on in other countries and kind of traveled around that way you know the US dollar goes a long ways and so to buy a property in Vietnam or Mexico or you know Bali is is so inexpensive you know relative to the states. Mm-hmm. So our long-term is to continue traveling um, and we'll just kind of let it unfold. I don't, I don't. as part of the piece of, you know your previous question of, of what was it like before and what is it like after? And yes. before everything is very well planned out. You know, what you're supposed to do, what you're supposed to do at this, at 59 and a half you can get this money out of your 401k, at 64 and a half you can retire, you know, and at 70, you, you know, should be looking at long-term care and, you know, 80, you're doing this. And so there's, it's from the time you're born, there's all these steps that are planned out for you. And if you don't follow along, you are not doing it right. Yeah. And you, get, you get that from the society, from the culture. And so right. you step, step out of that and you realize your own path, what that looks like, what that feels like, as long as you're taking care of yourself and you can sustain yourself there is no limitation and that's mm-hmm. kind of what what we're seeing now there is no limitation as to where you can be or where you want to be you know right. i wanted to live on a, on the ocean for all my life you know he was right. born in
1: kansas i was born in kansas
2: there's no ocean close to the center of the states in yeah United states there's you know
1: <laughs> <in> the
2: <laughs> right there. rock dirt <laughs> yeah. right in the middle. So the, lots of ca- rocks and lots of dirt yeah,
0: absolutely uh, you know I'm bursting with questions because the reason why I'm asking these questions because traveling experience it's so much you can learn but I always say if you don't ask you never know and for Karen what I want to ask you is uh, if you could turn the clock back would you have took this opportunity at what, what time and what period to do what you're doing now
1: Oh, that's a tough one. Right, <laughs> That's a really tough question, Trevor, because <laughs> I look at and I say, wow, I wish I would have done this sooner. But, you know, there were things that I enjoyed. I'm, I'm not going to be untruthful here. You know, there were things I did enjoy about, you know, my life as an American living in America. And, you know, one of them was security in having children. You know, I felt very good, very comfortable with the medical care that I received there. And so for me, thinking about having children in another country kind of gives me a little bit of anxiety. Um, we're not planning on having anymore, so we're kind of past that point. But, right. you know, I kind of look at that, I'm like, oh, would I have wanted to leave before having children? Mm-hmm. And that's a tough one. I haven't really thought like, oh, if I could do this over again, when would we do this? Children are born all over the world. They are. <laughs> <laughs> they are, but there is a level of comfort that comes from... One being able to speak the language that your doctor speaks, and right. you know, understanding the process, and having people around you who have gone through it, you know, that kind of support system. And so, I—that's oh, a tough one, Trevor. Certainly, after um, our daughter was born, I think that that would have been, you know, a reasonable time. Um,
2: right. <laughs> yeah, interesting, because you know, we've thought about something along those lines, and there, even when we decided to go. There is never a right time. We weren't mm. ready, you know, even though we had done all this preparation, we still weren't ready. Um, and even today, you know, we're still not ready to be out here, but we are, and we're just mm-hmm. enjoying this experience. So it's kind of like having kids, you know, you're, you're never ready. Right. And so right. it's, it's the factor of breaking down these own misconceptions, you know, right. I don't want to have a baby in another country. Well, babies are born all over the world. Right. Every, every country, people
1: do it in other every countries, so, <laughs> yeah, right. so
2: it's a misconception. And so once you walk through those and take the time to walk through those and figure those out, yeah, um,
1: it changes then it makes it sure. okay.
2: And so it, you're never ready. If we would have gone back to when we started and done it over, mm-hmm. I'm not sure we would be out here.
1: Right. If we'd have waited until we were ready you know if we hadn't set our timeline with that conference with that family conference i'm pretty right. sure we'd still be in kansas right now right and so i'm so thankful that we found that conference and we set that date and we said you know what, this is what we are going to do and we are going to make it happen by hook or by crook what do we have to do to make this work right. and you know I'm just so thankful that we we took that and ran with it and made it reality
0: right right well ladies and gentlemen i don't know about you but i'm so stuck on my seat, hearing all these testimonies and stories, thinking to my wife, thinking, I'll leave if you don't want me to go. I'm going <laughs> to go on holiday. I'm coming over to Bali. But the experience the experience alone, you can't put no cost on that, traveling. No. It's, it's, it's way beyond gold and silver, because once you find a reality, it's a reality for life. And I want to really salute you both for making that courage and opportunity to step out with confidence, it does take a lot of confidence to, to, to do what you're doing. And I'm sure our listeners will be able to relate to that because uh, there are people right now who are frustrated of not able to travel, uh, looking at opportunities to travel. But guess what? Your story, I'm sure somebody will be able to appreciate what you've delivered in this show today. So I really do appreciate for your input and your insight. So thank you so much indeed for what you're doing. But before we wrap up, is uh, do you have a website or anything or... Uh, email address if anybody wants to
2: contact you yeah we do we do have um our website is inspiremymoney.com and if you go to inspiremymoney.com secret there's a special gift for your listeners and we have a 95 percent discount for people who come through you um, for our program and it basically just shares how we developed this relationship um, between us to help fulfill these goals uh, mm-hmm. and the byproduct is how to ar- arrange your money and make mm-hmm. that happen um, and so that's kind of what what we did and that's that's how we do it <laughs> right absolutely by the way quickly something in my mind
0: you, are you writing a book on this we are not at the moment writing a book <laughs> well you have
2: so, now because this is the book. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah people keep telling us we should write a book so
1: there's one in the back of my mind.
2: Um, oh, okay. Right, right, right. It's
1: just not not quite ready to come out, but it's definitely there. The the foundations are being set and and right. you know, really the transition from that kind of normal life to, to one of your choosing. Um, right, right. And and going after it. And you know, so Trevor, we're so happy to have been able to come on and really help to inspire people. That's really one of our, mm. our core missions. And that's why our, our website is inspire your money. It's really is about inspiring everyone to to go after those dreams, whether it's travel or or something else, it's really to go after those dreams and don't live with the regret of not doing them.
0: Right, absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what can we say? This has been a powerful (laughs) interview. Once again, I want to say thank you for coming along and joining us. And we're going to end here now. And do look out for our next show with our next guest on Monday, 7.30 nutrition so if you're not used to eating healthy definitely come on monday 7 we will be able to show us the best way nutrition food you can eat so for this moment in time karen and john thank you so much indeed for coming along and we're looking forward for your book when it's ready and i'm sure it'd be the number one seller yeah <laughs> you never know once you put your mind to something anything can happen it's impossible nothing's impossible so right now ladies and gentlemen thank you for coming along thank you for being with me and uh, look forward to hearing you again and uh, like i said look out for our next show and uh, we'll be looking forward for you joining us again so once again thank you for coming on and take care look after yourself bye now Bye. bye, bye.